Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community, and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers. This month marks our one-year anniversary of the Impactful PBL podcast. So it's been a year since I've been putting out these podcast episodes, and I thought it would be a great time to share my experience on being a podcaster. Also, it's the end of the school year, and if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm really big on reflection. So this podcast started out as a learn in public project. Have you ever heard of learning in public? It basically means that you are sharing what you are working on with other people or you're sharing your journey of learning a particular skill. And often it's online, hence the public part, just because of the nature of it. But it doesn't have to be online. You could do this in person as well. But it's basically when you're documenting your skill development over time and you're doing it in real time. So you're not thinking about, well, when I first was learning about X, here's what I was thinking, you know, retroactively, you're actually documenting as you go. And then you're sharing it with others who are interested in learning those same skills. And so this podcast is a learning public project for me. Well, when you're thinking about learning in public, it's a way that you can document your creative journey or your professional journey. And it really just depends on your purpose. Let's just explore some benefits of learning in public. One, you get to share your ideas with other people. Two, you get to learn at a deeper level. Because when we think about Bloom's taxonomy, And we think about the higher levels of learning, being able to learn something, apply it and then share it with others or basically teach it to others. That's a higher level of knowledge, right? You're thinking about applying, analyzing, creating. And then three, you're also able to build community with a learning public project because you get to meet new people that you probably wouldn't otherwise meet. So with me putting out these podcast episodes, I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, I really enjoyed that episode. Here's what I was wondering. Or have you met this person? They talk about something similar or this will be a good idea for an episode. And so these are people that I probably wouldn't have an opportunity to meet or come in contact with if I didn't have the podcast and if I wasn't putting my ideas out there to a public audience. So it's a way to meet new people as well. I've even been asked to present on summits and I've received opportunities because someone heard my podcast. It's also a way to track a community of people that are interested in the same topic that you're interested in. The learning public concept sounds simple, right? But sometimes it's difficult for some people to execute for reasons you can already imagine. One, it involves you being vulnerable. You're putting your ideas out in the world. Yeah, you can get some positive feedback or people saying, yes, this is so helpful. I love it. Keep going. But you can also get some negative criticism as well or encounter people who disagree with your philosophy or just have a difference of opinion, which is fine. Or maybe they don't like the way you're explaining something. Or sometimes people are just mean and they don't really have a reason why they're disagreeing with you. But that's just life, right? Especially if you're putting yourself out there online, it's easy for people to be a little more negative towards you when they don't actually have to talk to you face to face, right? You can sit behind a computer and type all kinds of stuff and not feel accountable to your actions. But I always say it's easier to criticize than to create. It's easy to look at what someone else is doing and come up with 50 things that they're doing wrong or 50 things that they can do better 
But at the end of the day, most people who sit and criticize other people aren't putting anything worthwhile in the world to share. So that's just the way it is. Learning in public could be hard for some people, but I would say, especially for educators, where we are working in an industry where knowledge is valued, right? And sometimes you may feel like you have to have all the answers before you share with other people and that you have to wait until you have everything perfect. And that's not true. You're going on a learning journey. So you're sharing your journey. It's interesting because we tell kids that all the time. We say they're always learning and that they should be academic risk takers and they should put their ideas out there and not worry about what other people say. But then sometimes as adults, we don't actually follow that ourselves. So what are some ways that you can learn in public if you're interested in a particular topic? For example, let's say that you're really interested in integrating technology into project-based learning. And maybe you're doing that in your classroom and you feel really great about the progress that you're making and the work that you're doing and you want to share what you're learning and you think that it would be helpful for other teachers. So you could share tutorials, you could write blog posts, you could present at conferences, maybe you create videos, maybe you write an education newsletter that you share with other people. I mean, the ways are endless with the internet, right? It's just basically you sharing what you are learning as you progress to be better in that particular field or that particular topic, especially in the field of education. Presenting at conferences is pretty popular. I remember when I first presented at a conference, I was really nervous because even though for over a decade, I've been doing professional development for teachers, it's a longer interaction. I'm going to be with a group probably a day or so or even longer. So they have a chance to kind of see my personality. I have a chance to see the group's personality and build a relationship. But when you're at a conference, those sessions are short. They're like under an hour. And there's a room full of people that you don't know. So you can become a little nervous about what you're sharing. But what I've learned is just like anything else, once you start something, and you do it multiple times, it gets better, or I guess I should say it gets easier. And so you become more comfortable. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Same thing with writing a blog post or putting out podcast episodes or anything else. Speaking at local conferences used to be my learning public product, but now I use this podcast as a way to show what I'm learning and to share my experiences as a previous math teacher and how I embarked on a PBL journey to make my math class more relevant and interesting. Or sometimes I share my experience as a professional development facilitator or coach or what I'm learning as a doctoral student in my capstone and conducting research about PBL best practices or what I'm learning from my partner schools that I'm doing research with in regards to project-based learning and what I'm witnessing in their journey. Or maybe I'm sharing my experience with my work with the girls out of school time program that I lead. But that's just an example of how I'm using the podcast to learn in public. A couple of teachers reached out to me and said they liked the idea of learning in public. They had some ideas and they would like to share, but they didn't even know where to get started. They thought about blogging and then they thought about podcasting or YouTube videos. And then, of course, when they thought about the work it takes to just put those things together, it's just turned into something that they're interested in but they haven't embarked on the journey. If you are someone who wants to explore learning in public for yourself, you may be thinking, well, what are the steps to do that? And so I would say the hardest part is probably not what you think. For example, if you're doing podcasts, recording the episodes and editing the episodes, you know, thinking about the technology. And so they may ask questions like, how do you set up your tech and how do you share the episodes and all of those type things. But actually what I found the hardest part to be is staying consistent and sharing content or ideas consistently. Because if you think about it, this is a personal project, right? This isn't a work project, so to speak. I don't work for anyone who's like, hey, I need you to put out this podcast episode every week or else. So there's actually no consequence. If I don't do it, like you're not going to email me and say, hey, you missed the podcast episode last week. What happened? I mean, that would be cool if you did, but I don't think anyone cares that much. So there's no type of consequence in terms of if I don't continue to do this. So I have to find momentum 
and other ways to keep me motivated. And so for me, it's just about the learning public process itself that I'm really interested in and that I'm testing. And it's a way to kind of force me to reflect as well. You're not just sitting and learning and having all this knowledge in your head that you're doing nothing with. And so for me, that keeps the momentum going. Even though there's not technically a consequence if I don't put out a podcast episode, so then how do I stay consistent? So what's interesting is that I have a ton of questions that teachers send in. I probably have 100 to 150 questions somewhere on my drive. And then of course, when I'm doing professional development sessions, the questions that I'm getting from there. And so it's not a lack of knowing what to talk about. It's just more of actually sitting down and kind of thinking of what you're going to share and how you're going to share it in a clear manner and in a short period of time. Because for me, I try to keep these podcast episodes under 20 minutes to make it easy to digest. So when I first started, I wanted to put out a podcast episode every single week because I was like, oh, I have all these ideas and questions and that people are asking me, I should put out an episode every week. And I started out really good the first few months, but then I started to struggle with putting out an episode every week. And then I heard this other podcast host say something simple, but interesting. She said, start with what's easy for you and then increase it. So I was like, oh, putting out an episode every week at this season of my life, when I started, I was in the middle of trying to get my proposal submitted for my doctoral capstone. And it started to feel overwhelming trying to put out a weekly podcast. So I said, what would be easy for me right now? So I started switching to a bi-weekly episode. And so that's what I did. I switched to a bi-weekly episode and that still held me accountable for sharing what I'm learning and sharing what's happening. But in a way that didn't feel stressful to me, because if you make the process stressful, then obviously you're going to quit because you don't get an immediate benefit from it anyway. Therefore, you have to set the process up in a way that's actually helpful for you. So if you're interested in the idea of learning in public, and I'm not saying that you should be, or you have to be interested in learning in public, you can definitely learn in private. I'm just saying that if this is the idea that you're like, hmm, I think I want to do this, or maybe you're already doing it. I know so many teachers who are on Instagram and Twitter sharing their ideas, and that is a form of learning in public as well. But if you're someone who is interested in learning in public, but don't know where to start, Let me just give you a couple of tips. One, set a purpose for your learning in public project. Why do you want to document your skill development? Perhaps you just want to monitor your progress. Perhaps you want to build a community of people who are interested in the same topic. Or maybe you want to transition to a new role, like become a PBL coach or a facilitator or a specialist or whatever it is. But you want to showcase your knowledge outside of your job context or your environment. Therefore, it can serve as a type of a portfolio. So set a purpose by creating a professional learning plan for yourself Two, think about what it is that you would like to share. So again, if you're really great at classroom management, share about that. Or maybe you're still growing your skills in that area. Share about that. Or maybe you're interested in making lessons more interactive. You can share that. Or maybe you're good at integrating culturally relevant pedagogy. Whatever your thing is, first, think about what it is that you would like to share and make sure it aligns with your goals. If this is something that you want to explore, then you can think about how do you want to share that information? Are you a great writer and you would rather write or are you a better speaker and you would rather record audio or do you love social media and you would rather share what you're learning and build community on social media? Whatever your interest is, that would be the next part is just thinking about how you would want to share this information. Then three, once you've already created your goals and your plan, you want to put it into action. You're going to improve it or make changes as you gain more experience. So like I said before, over time, I gained more clarity. I improved in my skills. And so that's what the next part would be. I know that I may have oversimplified this process because I didn't want to go too deep into it today. I just wanted to share that if you're interested in learning in public, there are so many ways that you can do it that doesn't have to be stressful and it doesn't have to be perfect. 
So what's next for this podcast? Well, season one is ending. This is the last episode in season one. And so during season one, we focused on the foundations of project-based learning. It was more designed for teachers who were just embarking on their PBL journey or they wanted to refresh their skills. And the idea for the first season was to get teachers started with exploring project-based learning. So the episodes are not in any particular sequence, but it was somewhat based on monthly themes, which you most likely didn't even notice. For example, January was about fostering social emotional learning. February is about developing a PBL mindset. March was about managing projects. April was about enhancing public products, etc. And that was the way that I kind of kept the podcast organized by doing the themes. For season two, the goal is to continue to release at least two solo episodes per month. But what I want to start doing is having conversations with teachers who are enrolled or have completed one of my PBL courses or programs, and then allowing them to be able to share their experience with project-based learning and basically structure the conversation like a project spotlight So the idea is that they can share their successes, their challenges, and what they experienced with implementing PBL and what insights did they gain. I think it's really valuable to hear from other teachers that can share their firsthand experience and knowledge when implementing PBL. And then who knows, it may change throughout the year based on what I'm learning, but it's okay because the whole purpose is that I'm learning in public and it doesn't have to be perfect. So what do you think about the idea of learning in public? Is this something of interest to you? Do you already do it? Let me know. And to all my podcast listeners, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Whether you listen to one episode or whether you listen to every episode, I appreciate the support. And here's to year two of learning in public via podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you find this podcast insightful, please leave a review and subscribe so you can get notified of future episodes.